Hello and welcome back to the Good Convo, Good People podcast with me, your host, Jordan DeLeon. Man, I've been gone for too long. <laughs> yeah, I'm back, everyone. Um, yeah, it's been a lot going on since we last spoke. I believe my last podcast was with uh, Jaime Gonzalez. Um, yeah, uh, took a break from it. Um, just kind of had a lot to figure out. Um, not with just with the podcast, but just with things in my life in general, um, you know, fully embracing, uh, you know, the entrepreneurship, um, you know, I, I, I'm working on some things, um, not just for myself and for my family, but to bring to my listeners and, you know, help people, um, you know, better them lives and, um, better their lives. And, um, yeah, so uh, I'm just going to get into it. Uh, you know, I don't have no special guests today. Uh, it's just going to be me just uh, talking about a few things that I have going on and, uh, you know, goals that I, I have with the podcast and where I want to take it and uh, bring to you guys. So, um, yeah, just kind of a little catch up um, with myself, uh, just a little beginning, um, you know, before I, I get back on a roll of, you know, at least trying to get uh, you know, a podcast out at least once a week. I'm going to be reaching out to everyone that uh, I'm looking to talk to and, you know, one on the show. So, um, yeah, um, as far as me, um, one of the biggest things that I'm, I'm working on is, uh, you know, something that I found out is uh, what we were, weren't taught as, you know, kids, uh, you know, not our parents fault but you know this day and age the you know um the technology and access to the internet and i've said it before in some of my podcasts uh you know the you know the power of the internet and finding things out and learning things and networking and research and just everything i mean you know we can really be you know where we want to be in life or what we want to do as far as careers or or uh, you know, picking up new uh, side hustles and just everything is, is just on the Internet. And it's just so powerful. Um, so I, I think uh, I can't remember who who said it, it might have been Warren Buffett. But, uh, you know, it's something along the lines of, uh, you know, what uh, to become rich, do, you know, follow and do what what the rich are doing with with their money and how how they are, you know, mimic them and you know follow them i mean don't reinvent the wheel you know if it's successful and you know people people are extremely successful have you know are are doing these things and follow them and mimic them and copy them to become them um you know i i'm not sure really <laughs> i you know i want to get an update i want to get something out there and just kind of talk about a couple of things but you know i as I always said, you know, all everything I do is, you know, 100% organic, um, you know, it's natural. Uh, so, you know, I didn't come in here with no script. Uh, I don't have video, but all of, uh, you know, I'm, every time I have a guest in here, I'll have video. But I, I didn't want to put a video just so you guys could stare at me and and watch me be awkward and fidget. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to wing everything here. Uh, I'm going to keep it short. I don't I don't want to drag everyone on. Uh, too long. I, I usually like to keep, uh, you know, when I have somebody, a guest in here, I usually like to make those a little bit longer, but I'll, I'll try to keep this one short and sweet. Uh, not too short. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of things that I want to co- uh, cover, so I'll, I'll go over it. 
But uh, yeah, back to, you know, following, you know, what the rich do with their money and, um, you know, how they're successful and, you know, how they keep things going. Uh, so I was thinking about it on the way over here. Oh, and by the way, I'm, I'm in a new um, podcast studio, the House of Pod. So shout out to the House of Pod. Um, you know, f- uh, became a member of them. Uh, you know, I'm going to be promoting, you know, other podcasts I record here. Uh, you know, I'm no longer the previous place, as you guys can see. It was a lot smaller. Uh, you know, this this podcast is ex- uh, studio is exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, you know, once once you guys, uh, you know, I get video on, you know, you could see in here. You know, it's pretty simple, but I mean, it's it's just it's exactly what I'm I'm looking for as far as where I'm trying to record. You know, the their um, equipment and everything is just awesome. Uh, you know, they're, they're great people here. Uh, you know, this is, you know, the house of pod, you know, I definitely feel home being here. Uh, so a lot of my podcasts are going to be recorded here. I mean, all of them, uh, just until I get, you know, on the Joe Rogan level and, you know, get my own place. But for now, this is home for sure. Uh, so shout out to them. Um, but yeah, when I was on my way over here, uh, you know, I was thinking of maybe starting another podcast uh, that's kind of more along the lines of what I'm trying to promote or not promote, but just trying to teach everyone um, and then keep that and then keep this one for, uh, you know, the conversations and, you know, learning and helping people promote their brand and, and what they have going on. And then that way I just uh, you know, they're two separate things. So I, I, I just want to keep them different, but, uh, who knows? I mean, I, I want to get this one rolling first before I start, you know, dipping into other things, but, uh, just a couple things I want to talk about. Um, so yeah, again, back to, uh, you know, doing what the rich do with their money. So I've learned something. And again, the power of, of the internet, especially TikTok. Um, you know, I, I was, I was a big hater against TikTok. I, you know, I, 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 you know, people send me TikTok videos and usually there was something dumb or something funny, uh, nothing of really any value. And I was just like, I ain't going to get on there. You know, it's just a bunch of teenagers doing dances and, um, you know, just, uh, video, uh, voiceovers and all that. I was like, you know, it's kind of lame. So, uh, I was bored one day and, um, decided to go on there and, you know, just kind of just watching some videos and, I love how TikTok works because it really bases it off like the algorithm is to only really show you videos that you, I guess, like watch more or things that like you target more. And, um, you know, it, it brings you random videos, not random, but different videos from, you know, different users, people you don't really follow. And I just love the algorithm because I, I've learned and it's kind of, you know, spiraled out into finding, you know, these certain people that I follow, excuse me, these certain people that I follow and, you know, people that are promoting different things. I, I've just learned so much from them. And it's just, uh, you know, it, you know, where YouTube was, you know, the the number one way to learn things and, you know, YouTube University and, you know, f- you know, nothing. I mean, YouTube's still great because it gets more into details. But TikTok, I mean, you get three minutes of just a hundred percent of you know what you're looking for are you know gets really straight to the point because you only have three minutes to explain it and then whereas youtube you know you you get a video you look up a video on something and you know it's it's a 20 minute video that you have to sit there through uh you know which is fine especially if you know you're trying to a hundred percent know what you're what you're researching but whereas tiktok i mean like i said it gives you all the strong points that you need to know right away 
Um, so anyways, I was going through TikTok and, um, I think how it started is I just searched, uh, like, you know, um, side hustles or like, um, quick ways to make money, something along the lines of that. Uh, and, um, for a reason I'll, I'll get back to hopefully if I remember, but, um, so yeah, I was like looking up side hustles, ways to make money, you know, I went through a lot of them, you know, some of them work, some of them didn't, some of them are just kind of, you know, just not really worth it to do. But, um, I don't know. And I think I've said before that I've, I've always, I think I said with, uh, uh, my boy Ruben on the podcast that I have Ruben Halo, shout out to Ruben Halo. Um, that I, I want to do, I want to get into real estate, not real, be a real estate agent like he is, but I want to get into real estate investing. That's always kind of been my main goal. Um, so I, I think I searched real estate investing on TikTok and, you know, all these videos came out of, you know, things that I've already learned and, and known about, but just a bunch of different other things that, you know, that, that I didn't know about new things and ways to get into it and ways to do things. And, it's just awesome. And, you know, I've learned so much. Um, another thing that I learned is um, infinite banking. Um, for those who have never heard of it, um, I'm, I'm going to keep it kind of just basic. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, hopefully down the road, you know, I'll come out with more videos or not videos, but podcasts and videos actually of, uh, you know, that goes into deeper depth so I could show you these things. So once I've learned this, I was just like, Everybody needs to know about this and everybody needs, you know, if your goal isn't to become a millionaire or, you know, to, to own your own business or whatever, you know, everyone deserves to have, you know, financial freedom and not to sit there and, and, you know, work to pay your bills and, you know, work, work toward work to pay your debt and things like that. So I stumble along something called infinite banking or, uh, you can, it's a money multiplier or you could become your own bank. And, you know, as soon as I heard that, I was like, whoa. And, you know, I keep a pretty open mind and to learning new things. And, um, you know, I, I at least got to, you know, hear it out and then I'll make my decision afterwards. But uh, basically what it is is so imagine being your own bank. OK, so traditionally how it works is, OK, so say you want to you want to buy a home or you want to buy a car. OK, you go to the bank, um, you know, you you sh you show them your credit. Uh, you know, you, you got a little bit of money down, um, and you know, then, then, you know, the, the bank will decide, okay, you know, if you're worth it enough to lend the money to you, um, they'll lend the money to you, but you know, they're not going to lend it to you for free. You know, there's a, there's, you got to pay them, uh, an interest and that's a certain percentage, uh, depending on how your credit is and depending how much money you got put it to, got to put down, uh, you know, that's going to be how much you got to pay them on top of that. And, uh, you know, you could either pay it off in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, whatever, you know, you're, 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 you have a debt owed to them for that amount of time. And on top of that, you're paying more than what, than what you needed. So the way that, uh, infinite banking works is so you become your own bank. Basically what, what it is, is so. And this is going to sound crazy because when I first heard it, I was like, there's no way. But this goes back to things that we weren't taught. And, you know, pretty much all, you know, all, all successful people, all, you know, people with big money, they do this. And I've, I've learned it and I've, I've, you know, followed and, and found out, you know, this is what they're doing with their money. So um, a life insurance policy 
which is crazy. Uh, trust me, I know. Don't don't give up on me yet. Uh, so what you do is you put your money into a whole life insurance policy, and it's basically I'm I'm trying to make it simple as I can without really getting in, into detail. So you have this life insurance policy. Everybody knows how a life insurance policy works. You know, you put your money in this account, and then when you die. Uh, you know, hopefully it pays off your funeral expenses, it pays off all your debt, and you have some money to, to give to, uh, you know, your wife, your kids, or, you know, who, whoever your beneficiaries are, and that's that. Okay, but there's a system that they have in a whole life insurance policy to where you can put money into it, and you can borrow the money up to, I think uh, it's 80%, you could borrow 80% of the money that you put into it. So say, for example, uh, you know, you put you put ten thousand dollars into the policy after 30 days. Um, and, you know, you got to go through all the the criteria of of how you would get a life insurance policy, which is pretty much, uh, you know, you, you got to fill out a questionnaire. You know, do you smoke? Do you do any uh, you know crazy activities, things like that? Um, you got to do a health exam. After all that, they determine, you know, your risk and, and everything like that. Um, but once you get approved for all that, then, then you could put, so you could either do it monthly, you could do it quarterly, or you could just pay it all up front. So say you're sitting on $10,000. Okay. Just, just for example, you put your $10,000 into the policy after 30 days. Um, you know, depending on the whole situation, you're able to borrow up to 80% of, of your money back. Okay. Um, so that's eight grand. Okay, so eight thousand dollars that you're able to, to to borrow. Okay, so so you become your own bank. You're lending yourself money. Okay, so on top of them having uh, your ten thousand dollars in there, they're paying you a dividend for um, for having your money in there. It's I mean depend again depending on the situation. You know it could be up to six percent. Okay, so they're paying you a six percent dividend in your money sitting in your whole life policy. That's that's just their perks of you putting your money with them. Okay, stay with me here. Okay, so um, they're so they're paying you six percent um, on top of your ten thousand dollars. You borrowed eight thousand dollars. Okay, now now you know everyone's like this is too good to be true. Ob okay, so obviously you're borrowing money, so you still have to pay uh, the policy, um, the insurance company for borrowing that money, which is you know with anything, you know they're not going to let you get your money for free. Um, but you know, so if they're they're giving you up to a six percent dividend, you know they're going to charge you five percent, or you know four point eight percent to borrow that money, you know. So the the so you got you're getting paid six percent, take away the four point eight percent, so you're at one point two percent that you're still making on top of the money that you borrowed. Okay, so uh, so say. I don't know, say, for example, you know, you put $10,000 in, you know, you want to, you want to remodel your house. Okay. You take $8,000 out, you use that to re remodel your house and you took it out of your whole life policy. You borrowed it. You're making an interest on top of, um, on top of the money that you're borrowed because of what the policy is paying you on dividends. Okay. Now you pay yourself back. Okay. So, um, you know, you, you do it monthly. Each month you put that money back into the insurance policy and, you know, you build up that, that $10,000. Okay. So, 
All right. So say, you know, you do it the traditional way. You finally saved up $10,000. It took you five years to save $10,000 put aside to, to redo your house or to remodel your house, you know, whatever it might be, maybe to, to go buy, um, um, ATV or, you know, a razor or boat or whatever it is you're, you're looking to do. Okay. So you, after five years, you finally saved up that $10,000. Okay. So, um, you have it in your savings account, you know, the bank's giving you, you know, point zero one percent on keeping your money in there you know you're making you know whatever ten dollars hundred dollars in a year whatever not even that you know just pennies on the dollar and uh so it's in your savings account you finally hit ten thousand okay you pull it out you know wh what happens to your money in the savings account when you take when you take it out it's gone okay you know you that that money's gone it's, it's done okay it's it, you know, now, now you're back to square one and now you're back to trying to save up that money again. So with the whole life banking policy, it stays in there. Even though you've borrowed that money, you know, it, it, it still stays in there. It, it's not a negative balance. Um, you know, the, even though you have, you, you physically have, not physically, but you have the cash that you put in there, it stays in there because it, it's still growing with the policy. And also, you have no obligation to pay that back. So, and, you know, say you don't pay it back or whatever. Say you're like, you know what, something comes up and you're not able to pay back the eight grand, even though you can make payments on it. You don't have to pay it back in full. Um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, something happens. You lose your job, you know, God forbid, something, whatever. You don't pay it back. They don't cancel your policy. All they do is so, they call it graduating. When you graduate onto the next life pretty much dying once you die they just take that out of the the policy so it's still a tradition or not traditional but it's still a life insurance policy uh you know it pays you a death benefit but if you don't pay that money back all they do is they take they take back that eight grand that they lent you um they take it off of you know the benefits that they pay you okay um you know i i I, there's a lot of things I want to cover. Uh, you know, I don't want to lose you guys. I, I, I want to keep you, you know, intrigued. So I, I will definitely put out something uh, that goes 100%, explains everything better. Uh, you know, I'll dedicate a full a full podcast to this. But that's one of the things that I'm I'm, I'm working on on doing because when you know you can use this to pay off your debt. You can use this to fund a business. You can use this to get into real estate. You can use this to buy a house. You can use this to to buy a car and you're not sitting there, you're using your own money and you're not sitting there going to the bank and, you know, begging the bank to, 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 you know, fund you this money that you're going to have to owe to them for 30 years or whatever the term is going to be. So, uh, once I learned this, I was like, I, I need to show everyone this, I need to learn it. And, um, I, I need to be able to teach it. Uh, so I have my policy that I'm getting set up, um, now that I, you know, I, I can't teach something unless I, I do it. So, uh, that's something I'm working on guys. Uh, you know, for those who want to know more information, I'm, you know, I'm definitely open to have a conversation and, you know, send you videos and send you things to read on how, uh, to get started and what it entails. And, you know, you do your own research. I always recommend everyone do your own research. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll lead you to the water and, you know, I'll show you what it is, but after that, just go do your own research and, you know, figure it out for yourself. But, um, okay. So that's one of the things. Other thing that I'm doing is the credit, uh, repair. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten some decent traffic doing that. Um, you know, I, I have 
people that I'm working their, on their credit now. And, you know, I made a decent, you know, money, but it's, it's not about the money for me. It's about helping people because, um, I, in my posts, you know, I, I, or I, I think I might've said it on the podcast, so, you know, I screwed up my credit, uh, just being young and dumb, uh, you know, just getting a credit card and be like, oh, this is free money and, you know, maxing out the credit card and then, uh, you know, making minimum payments and frustrated with the minimum payments and, you know, forgetting to pay and, you know, going to collections and, you know, I just screwed up my credit and that's one of my biggest regrets in life. And I've said before, you know, I don't regret a lot. Um, but I, I guess I don't regret it because, you know, it's a lesson learned, but if that's something I could change, I, I definitely would have changed because the power of the credit I mean, you don't understand like what you can do. And I've, I've learned and watched videos and there's so much things that I'm trying to do now, uh, you know, where I, I would be able to do on my own because of my credit. So it's just leveraging your credit and just using it to your best ability. It's not, I'm not teaching or, you know, I'm not fixing people's credit so they can go out and get a credit card and, you know, pay on it for 10 years or five years or whatever. Um, I want you to have good credit so you're able to use it to your advantage, you know, uh, it's not money that's that's lent to you and then, you know, you pay it off or whatever. Uh, you know, you can use your credit to start a business. You can use your credit to um, get into real estate. You can use your credit to, I mean, just just the power of the credit is, is unbelievable. And and buying a home is the biggest thing. You know, if, if you don't have, you know, probably 80, 90% of us don't have enough money to go out there and, and just go buy a home outright which I, I will try to teach you, you know, in in the other podcast, you know, how to do things like this. But anyways, um, majority of us, you know, you know, you need that good credit to, to, to be able to buy a home. And if you don't have it, the bank's not going to lend the money to you. So um, the biggest thing that, you know, I'm, I, I just want to help. So, you know, you know, people make mistakes. I made a mistake. You know, that's the whole reason why I got into the credit repairs just because, you know, I was, I was, I was met, you know, I messed up my credit, was told that I wouldn't be able to get approved for a house just because of my credit. And, you know, I was down and out and I had, I had a, uh, some uh, old coworker that I worked with and he did this on the side and kind of just put me onto it because I thought once you were under credit, it's done, you know, you're screwed. And, you know, there's no going back, you know, might things might roll off in seven years or whatever. But once, you know, once you affect your credit, it's done, which isn't true. There are laws that are put in place to to protect you as a credit consumer and, um, you know, where you're able to repair your credit, which I do. So, uh, you know, if you have collections, if you have negative remarks on on your on your credit um, you know, bankruptcies, child support, um, anything, you name it, anything that's pulling your credit score down, I'm able to fix. And how I do it is so we, I write letters that are, that are already been, you know, reviewed by lawyers. I've been successful. I'm part of a program called the credit repair cloud. And, um, they provide you these letters, these official letters that you send to the credit bureau. So I'd send these uh, on your behalf. So say, for example, um, you know, life happens, you know, you, you took an ambulance ride, you know, it was $10,000. It got sent to, uh, you know, you didn't pay it. It got sent to collections and now it's on your credit and now it's, it's holding down your credit. 
So what I can do is I can go to the credit bureaus on, on your behalf and everything I do is, is legal. Everything I do is legit. Um, but I write these letters or I have these letters for you and it looks like it's sent on your behalf or excuse me, it, I'm not sent. It's not sent on, on your behalf. I don't have nothing to do with it. It looks like you send it yourself. And pretty much what you do is, you know, you, you question the credit bureau on how, you know, what's, a, uh, can you validate this, this credit or this account for me? Um, you know, maybe they have your name spelled wrong. Maybe they have the balance wrong, you know, and we are just looking for any, any inaccuracies that come with it and we question them. And so here's the biggest thing. So this is the law. So you can dispute anything that's on your credit, whether it's yours or it's not, especially if it's not, but you can dispute anything. You can question anything. It's your credit. It's your, it's your information. So you have the right by law to dispute anything that's on your credit. Um, so, so what you do is, so you, so you send this letter to all three credit bureaus. So TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Okay. So you send, send a letter to them you know, requesting on validation or, you know, telling them that this isn't yours. And so from the date that you send the letter, it, it there's a time. So it's 30 days. So you have 30 days or you don't have the credit bureaus have 30 days. So you send the letter to them. Uh, so say, you know, there's an account Capital One or Wells Fargo or, you know, whatever, whatever the furniture is, the credit or the company reporting on your credit. So you question the bureau, the bureau has to turn around and question the the furnishers or the, the companies um, requesting validation. So you ask the credit bureau for validation, the, the, the credit bureau has to get the validation. So they go get it from, uh, you know, the credit, the, the companies or the accounts reporting on your credit. Okay, so now they, they're questioning them. So you question the credit bureau. The credit bureau questions them. Okay, now they, this all has to happen within 30 days from the date that you send the letter. Okay, so so you send the letter to them. Okay, say you, you mailed it. took, you know, three to four days, five days, whatever, to get there, the weekend, whatever. They get it. Okay, now they got to turn around and be like, okay, now we got to write and come up with a letter to send to, you know, ABC Credit Company. Okay, so then they write their letter requesting validation. They send it to the, the 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 credit company. Okay, the mail day, whatever you know, five days max, whatever. Okay, now we're at we're at day ten. Um, plus the time that it took. Okay, there's there's um, over a million people with credit that are you know sending letters or, um, you know that you're you're not the only one doing this or you know you're. You know, you could get lost in the mix or whatever. It took them a couple of days to finally send the letter out. You know, and there, you know, everybody, you know, all the traction, uh, you know, traffic that's going on with the company. Okay, say say that took, you know, five days for them to review it. Another five days uh, for them to send the letter out. Okay, so we're at day twenty. Okay, the credit uh, furnisher or the credit um, company, you know, they get the letter at day twenty-five. Okay, by the time they actually, you know, somebody within the company gets the letter and reads it and like, okay, we got to respond to this or, you know, you, you get you get lost in a pile of letters and, you know, they don't get it till day 36, whatever. Okay, it's too late. Okay, the, the, the credit bureaus haven't heard a response within that 30 day time frame. Okay, so I do a thing called uh, validate or delete. OK, 
Okay, they either got to prove that this is belongs to you, that all the information is correct, which sometimes, at first, you know, just, is this yours or it's not? Okay, so they turned around and they, they asked them. They didn't get a response. So by law, within the 30 days, if you don't get a response, they have to delete it off of your credit. Okay, I don't want to get too deep into this too. Uh, you know, there's a couple more things that I want to I want to get into and talk about. Um, I'll, I'll come up with a video and a podcast going over all the basics. Anybody that has a question or needs any help, definitely feel free to reach out. So you don't have to have negative things on your credit. Uh, in order to work with me, uh, I, as I've said in my posts, you know, I offer free credit audits, you know, where I'll review your whole credit, see what's good, what's bad, uh, what needs to be fixed, what could be left alone. Um, I offer all that for free. And I also offer um, credit education. So I could show you credit hacks on how to boost your score, uh, things to work on, things to pay off, um, you know, anything to do with credit, you know, you have any curiosity you know ask me um and you know i'm able to help you so um and another thing uh just just know what your credit score is so i i I had a client of mine um didn't have no idea about what their credit score was and you know they're like oh i think it might be like a 600 um you know i i might have a negative remark on there i you know i i missed my payment or whatever Know what your credit is, especially if you have plans of, you know, buying a home or, uh, you know, getting a new car, whatever it is. Just just know what your credit is, uh, because the more you know, you know, be proactive instead of reactive. Okay, so say example, you know, you had no idea what your credit was, and you know, you're like, oh, you know, one day you and your wife, you want, you decide to buy a house. Okay, let's go buy a house. Um, the best way to do it is. Uh, just a little tip for everyone is talk to uh, the lenders first, uh, the, you know, mortgage broker, uh, talk to them first, know what you can get approved for, and then go to the realtor. Okay, because, you know, if you go to the realtor, whatever, they're probably going to tell you the same thing. Okay, well, what can you get approved for? And, you know, you're over here looking at $500,000 homes, $600,000 homes, and you could only get approved for a $300,000 home. So just know um, what it is you need to do. Another thing, okay, so you go to the lender first, okay, you know, they, they you know, pull your credit, go through everything, and then they tell you, okay, well, um, you know, you you wanted to get approved for a $400,000 home, but with your credit and, you know, the money that you have to bring to the table, whatever, um, you know, we can only approve you for 250000 You know, everybody in the Denver market knows you're not going to get nothing for 250000 Anyways, so before you even go to the lender, uh, you know, and waste your time or um, you don't get told, no, you can't get approved or, you know, whatever the case might be, come to me, I'll, you know, I'll review your credit and everything I do is over a Zoom call. You see 100% of, you know, I share my screen with you and, you know, we go through everything. I I tell you what to fix, what not to fix, what's bad, what's good, what's yours, things like that. Um, Come to me, you know, we'll review your credit. And be like, okay, you know, go fix this. Uh, you know, we'll we'll dispute this. Uh, you know, we'll get this. We'll try to get this removed off of you. And everything that I do, you know, I can't guarantee anything I I do, but you know, I, I do have success in doing it. Uh, you know, get this fixed. Let's you know, let's get your credit right, and then go to the lender because the lender is going to tell you the same thing. You know, it's like with the real estate agent, they're going to send you back a step. So then, you know, they're going to tell you, and you know, most lenders. 
Uh, some of them do have companies that they work with to do this. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're going to tell you, you know, go fix your credit and then come back. Uh, good lender won't do that. You know, they'll, they'll figure out a, a way to work with you. Um, but, you know, be proactive instead of reactive, you know, because if you went to the lender and then they tell you, you know, you got to fix this, whether, you know, you come to me, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the first step, we get your credit right. Then you go to the lender. The lender's okay, perfect. You know, you guys want to get approved for four hundred thousand. Now you can get approved for five hundred thousand, and then boom, you know, and then you're on, you're on your way. Um, so yeah, um, you know, my my company is called Imperium Credit Solutions. Uh, you know, it, it's just me doing it. Um, you know, I I you know I'm not I'm not getting rich off of this. I I just do it because I I want to help people. Uh, you know, I know the feeling, the embarrassment of having bad credit and what it could do. And, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's definitely, you know, a, a negative mark or a tarnish on your, not your reputation, but, you know, it, it's an ugly feeling when you go to apply for something and, you know, somebody got to come back and be like, yeah, you know, your 400 credit score, you know, you're not going to get approved. You know, it, it's embarrassing. And it, it's, you know, the biggest thing is having control of it, have control of your credit. You know, it's something that's, that's, that's based to you. And, you know, I'm giving you that power and that's, you know, what Imperium means is, you know, having complete power over something and have complete power over your credit because it's yours. Um, so, yeah, uh, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll post, um, you know, do a separate podcast and, you know, just try to promote the credit or more. Any, anyone that wants information, definitely reach out. Again, it's Imperium Credit Solutions. Uh, if you follow me, you've definitely seen me post about it. Uh, just reach out. Um, like I said, I'm, you know, I, I offer free credit, uh, education. So if you just had some questions or whatever, uh, you know, definitely reach out. Okay. So we talked about the banking. Uh, we talked about the credit. Another thing too. Okay. So I'm, that I'm working on as well, as I said, the real estate. So, um, you know, I, I, I think a good amount of people, you know, know the power of real estate and having real estate uh, i think it's like over like 90 percent or 80 percent of most millionaires have some sort of ties with with uh, real estate so whereas they own rental properties or they own commercial properties just some they have ties in real estate i mean that's 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 the key of being wealthy and successful is just dabbling in real estate and it's it's honestly, you know, one of the safest thing to put your money in. Um, you know, I everyone I, w- I was kind of you know on stocks and I'll cover that too and and all that. Um, but it, it's the safest thing. You know, people are always going to need a home. You know, regard. You know, there's the market crash of two thousand eight. Everybody remembered that. But there's so many millionaires and billionaires that were made out of that collapse. And, you know, the 2008, you know, people lost homes or whatever, you know, it, it was really sad and, uh, you know, unfortunate, but, you know, there was, there was a light and all that. So where all the homes went into foreclosures or whatever, it wasn't just like, you know, they were like, they were burned away or whatever, or, you know, they were gone and, you know, it, it, people, lost, you know, people lost a lot of money in that, but people made so much more just because, okay, there's, you know, these houses that are, are for cheap you know, way under, you know, the, the market value or whatever it is. 
and they bought them up and, you know, they bought them up, you know, they, they fixed them, you know, some of them didn't fix them. And, and again, I'll, I'll do a whole episode about real estate and real estate investing. Um, you know, they fixed them up and they sold them and they sold them for more money. And, you know, that there's just so many millionaires and billionaires just made out of that market crash. Um, so, you know, definitely I'm, I'm working on, you know, I, I haven't, I'm not there yet. I mean, I'm right there on getting something as far as, uh, you know, real estate and real estate investing. Uh, you know, I can't really speak on it a hundred percent. I, you know, I, I definitely, you know, if anyone wants any advice or where to start or just have a conversation about it, you know, I'll definitely tell you all that I know. Um, but you know, eventually again, I, you know, I, like I, I just, I'm huge, huge. And I hope you guys hear my, like how passionate I am about this is, as much as I want to do it for myself and for my family and for my benefits, I want to show people too, like, you know what I mean? Let's, let's end this cycle of, of constant, you know, just being stuck at the same place. And, and, you know, let's learn the things that were never taught to us or what the rich people, like do what the rich do to make the rich people money to be rich. Um, so I just want to show this and I know it's not going to resonate for everyone. You know, there's some, and I, I, I didn't get no, backlash i i think the episode that i had with uh, my boy dario about uh, like the nine to five or whatever you know if that's what you're comfortable with and that's what you want to do you know that's fine whatever you know um you know i'm, I'm speaking to the people that are you know that that want to go off on their own that want to start their own businesses that want to um you know be successful uh, on their own, you know, want to get in real estate, you know, I think I'm speaking to those people, even if you still want to stay with your job, but you want to have a side hustle. And the biggest thing is have more than one source of income. You know what I mean? Don't, don't rely on, on one, one leg of income. I, I don't know if I, I've used this, um, uh, this analogy before or whatever, but it's like a table. Okay. If a table has, okay. If you have four sources of income and you lose one, you know what I mean? The table's, your table's not going to fall. It's still going to stand. Okay. If you, if you only have one leg on your table and it's taken away, everything falls, you lose everything. You know what I mean? If you get fired from your job or, you know, your company shuts down or lays you off or, you know, there's another, you know, COVID, um, you know, shuts down the country, whatever, you know what I mean? You lose your job, you're screwed. And, you know, a lot of people had to go through that. And, um, you know what I mean? Just so if I could, if you could take anything away from this, like I said, if you want to keep your job, you want to keep your career that you're working on, that's fine. But at least be open-minded into, you know, picking up some type of way to make uh, a second source of income. You know, there's, there's many people out there that do it. They still have their career, but they're also doing something on the side. And the goal is, I mean, it might not be your goal, but I mean, the ultimate goal is, you know, makes where your side hustle overtakes your job and then you could I think the biggest thing to preach is is time is time you cannot put a dollar amount on time okay um you know what I mean like if you lose a hundred dollars or if your car breaks down you got to put twelve hundred dollars into it you know uh you know there's a storm and there's a hole in your roof or you're near and you're you know whatever it might be you lose that money whatever, you know, you're, you're still working. You can still, um, you can still, you know, you, you'll make more money, but time, once you lose time, you can't get that back and it's gone. 
Okay, so that that's just one thing I want to preach. And it's just financial freedom, not like working to pay. You're working to keep yourself afloat or you're working towards to pay your bills, to pay your debt. Uh, so that that's the biggest thing that I'm I'm just trying to preach and just to show people. And like I said, I'm not 100 percent there. I'm getting there. I will be there. Um, but you know what I mean? I don't want to, I, I, I'm just really passionate about just, you know, just showing people and, and teaching people these things. So, you know, grow with me and, and, you know, we'll, we'll get there together. Um, another thing too, I want to go back to on credit is business credit. Okay. Uh, you know, a lot of people that don't want to start a business and see, I was, I, I was the same way. Like, you know what I mean? You have to fund it. You have to put your own money into it. You got to start it up, which, you know, sometimes the case, especially if you want to start it right away, but the same way that you have a personal credit, you can have credit to your business. So I've learned a way that you can, the same way that, okay, so say you're 18 years old, you know, you, you're, you're just starting a life. You don't have no credit experience. Um, you know, you got to build your credit score. You got to build up to get to, you know, the 700, 800, uh, you know, you got to build that, that credit. You can do that with a business. Okay. And you can build your, your, your credit on your, with your business and you can go get approved for, um, credit cards and, and loans and things like that. And you can use the bank's money rather than using your own personal money. Okay, you could also leverage your, your business with your own personal credit. But say if you had bad credit and you're trying to start a business, you can build up your, your, your business credit and keep your personal credit out of it. You know what I mean? And, and you know, kind of start fresh with your business. Um, that's something I'm, I want to teach as well and show people. So uh, keep an eye on that. I, I just remembered to uh, bring that up. Um, let's see. All right. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, so, uh, back to the real estate. Um, you know, a lot of the biggest misconception of real estate is, you know, you, um, you need your own money to get into it. Uh, you know, you gotta have a lot of money to do it. Uh, you know, there's, there's ways to get into it without money. Um, you know, you don't have to take out loans under your own name. Uh, you don't have to utilize your own credit. Uh, you know, there's ways to get into real estate investing with zero dollars. Um, you just got to have the, ex not the experience, but you got to have the knowledge of what you're doing and um, know certain ways to, to utilize, um, to utilize ways to get into it, um, which I, I want to teach as well. Uh, but another thing that I just learned, and it's from a guy named Antonio Edwards, it's it's called the slow flip um, method. So basically, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't 100% know it, but it's just another thing that I'm excited about that I want to show people once I'm, I'm, I know it. Um, so basically, again, you can become the bank, okay? Um, you can get into, all right, so I'm, I'm going to keep it super basic. All right, so say you want to get a property um, you know, you buy the property, uh, you know, the, here's the three ways in real estate. So, um, there's wholesaling where a wholesaler is, you know, they find a, a distress, uh, usually a, dis a distressed property. So, you know, it's run down, it's old. Um, you know, there, uh, there's just a situation to where, you know, people aren't going to fix it up and sell it the traditional way. They just, you know, they need money right away. Usually, um, you, so, 
uh, a wholesaler will uh, will get a, a property under contract for uh, a certain amount. Okay, and you know they're telling the person that's selling the home, okay, I'm gonna buy it. They think, and I don't want to say it's like shysty or nothing negative goes on, but they're like, and you can tell them too. You know, I'm gonna sell this. I'm gonna find somebody to buy it. So you get it under contract for okay, let's just say a hundred thousand. Okay, um, and then you turn around and you find a real estate investor, usually or a cash buyer or somebody that's that's in the mix that are fixing up homes and flipping them. So you find them. And you're like, okay, hey, I got this uh, this property. You know, it's it's worth um, you know two hundred thousand fixed up. Uh, I got it for a hundred and twenty thousand. Okay, and you know they're gonna go, oh, you know they 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 know how this works, so they're like, oh, okay, you know you're a wholesaler, or whatever. You know, I'll pay you your fee or whatever. Um, they're like, okay, I'll buy it. Okay, so you you have the property on a contract for a hundred thousand. Okay, but you're selling it to the buyer for a hundred and twenty thousand. You know, it could be more, usually more, especially in the in the higher end markets. But um, uh, so you sell it to them for twenty thousand. So you, uh, for a hundred and twenty thousand. Okay, so that twenty thousand dollar difference is yours, because you set up the contract with the seller. You found the buyer. You put A and B together. And you you take the profit and it's 100 percent legal. Uh, you know, people, you know, been doing it for years. Um, so that's wholesaling. OK, that's that's one of the biggest ways to get into real estate without any money. Um, OK, another thing is uh, fix and flips. OK, so, uh, you know, going back to the buyer. OK, so, you know, you're going around buying houses and, and there's numbers, too, that that all go into this. Uh, you know, they. They got to get, you know, um, a, a discount off of the month. So, that, you know, the, it's it's called an ARV, you know, after um, after repair value. And so that's when the house is fixed up and 100 percent nice and ready to be listed on the market and sold the traditional way. OK. And as I mentioned, you know, a lot of these houses are, you know, they're distressed properties they are kind of beat up, whatever. So once you put in the money to fix that property, then that's when it could be sold at its highest amount. Okay, so there's got to be, so, you know, obviously, you know, people want to make a certain percentage. They have a percentage in mind of what they want to make off of these properties. So a fix and flip. So, you know, they bought this this property for a lower price. They put, you know, $30,000, $40,000 into fixing it up to make it look, you know, beautiful and, and you know, top, top, top shape. Um, and then they sell it. Okay, so... Um, Okay, so for a number example, okay, so they bought this house for one hundred and twenty thousand. Um, you know, they put thirty thousand into it, so now they're in one hundred and fifty thousand. You know, minus closing costs and you know all the other fees that come with it. Um, so then they turn around and sell it for two hundred thousand. Okay, so they made a fifty thousand dollar profit off of it. Okay, so that's fix and flip. Um, now there's uh, another one which is uh, buy and hold. Okay, so these are, are renters, you know, anyone that, that pays rent on a house or, you know, some condos or whatever, people got that house because they're real estate investors. Okay, so, you know, um, some of them will buy them fixed up already, but, you know, uh, most of them will, you know, have to fix them up or whatever. And then they put them out on the rental market and they get like a residual, you know, you got to pay them a deposit, uh, you, you know, sometimes first month, last month rent. Uh, you know, you got to sign a lease for a year or two years, whatever it might be. 
um, and you're paying them monthly on that. So they own the house free and clear, but they're making, you know, whatever the rent is, $2,500 a month on top of, you know, the deposit that you gave them. And, you know, they're making the residual income each year. You know, they got 10 rental properties. They're making $25,000 a month. Um, you know, these are all just, just numbers that I'm, I'm just throwing out there. You know, don't hold me to, to it exact. So traditionally, that is the way to real estate investing um, just on a basic level. So what I've learned from uh, a guy named Antonio Edwards is uh, it's called the slow flip method. So basically, okay, so you, you know, you fix up a house, you put it on the market, whatever, somebody with good credit and a down payment, they buy the house, they live in it, whatever. Okay, so now this is for somebody that, you know, has bad credit, uh, doesn't have employment, um, history of two years, you know, they lost their job in COVID, you know, they were laid off for six months, a year, whatever the case might be. Uh, these are people that can't get approved for your traditional um you know, mortgage and, and your traditional way of buying homes. Um, so, you know, they, they can't, they can't do things a traditional way. Um, and this is, you know, super rare. It's not easy to find. Um, but that's, it's kind of, and people have been doing this for a while, but it's kind of like the new, the new wave of like real estate investing. Okay. So say you get a, um, a distressed property or whatever, uh, you know, you, you buy it for $30,000. Um, Rather than putting the money into uh, fixing it or, you know, say say there's, you know, the numbers don't work and you can't wholesale it. Um, you know, it, it you bought it for 30000 whatever. So you can become the bank. So now you own that property. You can come up with a contract to somebody that can't get approved for, um, you know, a mortgage or whatever it might be. Um, you know, their, their case, they can't go get a house a traditional way. Um, so you go to them and you're like, okay, look, okay. I have this property, you know, it, it's run down. Um, you know, I, I want a hundred thousand for it. Uh, you know, give me 20% down. So give me 20,000 and you, you know, that could be worked out, you know, um, again, you know, these aren't people in total poverty and have no way, you know, they got money saved up, they got a credit card, whatever the case might be, they're able to give you a down payment on the house. And then you tell them, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to be the bank, you know, we're not going to run your, your credit. Um, you know, I'm going to basically mortgage this house out to you, you give me a down payment, you pay me, you know, 2000 or $800, whatever if it's on under this isn't in Denver or Colorado but okay so these are all numbers uh that I'm just throwing out there so um you know you pay me $800 a month for you know 15 years 20 years whatever um you know you pay off the house it's yours you know basically how you know the banks do it how you know they do it to people who get, you know, but you know they're not going to lend these houses out cuz for those who know what happened in the stock market is they were giving mortgages to whoever. You just went and signed up and they gave you a mortgage. You know, you didn't have to have proof of income. You didn't have to have good credit. You didn't have to have no down payment. They were just giving houses to whoever. And that's what caused the, the, the housing bubble and, and the, the market to crash. But um, so basically, you know, you could go back to those times. But, you know, you're so when you're becoming the bank and, you know, you're and you own the property 
uh, you know, you get a down payment, you know, up to $20,000, you know, depending on what the situation is, you could get more, you could get less, but you want to have some sort of, of money up front that's paid to you. And then on top of that, you know, you're getting that residual income, you know, you're getting that, that, that monthly payment on the house. Okay. And you know, you didn't put much into it. So that's another thing that, um, I'm, I'm learning as well that I want to teach everyone, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of laid a, a lot out here. I, I said it wasn't going to be long. I wanted to keep it under an hour, but we're getting ready to uh, hit an hour now. Um, yeah, this is just all the start, everyone. I, I think I covered everything I wanted to. Um, anyone that has any questions or just want to have a, a conversation about, uh, you know, things that I covered or starting a business or... Um, Oh, uh, yeah, before I go, I, I definitely want to, because uh, those who knew, you know, I, I was definitely in the stock market. I made good money off of the stock market. Uh, you know, I was making a living off of it enough to pay my bills and, you know, have some money left over. But I'm actually getting out of it. And, you know, I, I was big on, you know, trying to preach, you know, and that's another thing, you know, people do, uh, the rich people do. Uh, successful people do is they put their money in the stock market, they grow their money. And, you know, there's, there's slow ways to do it. You know, you could put it in S and P 500 or, um, you know, you could get dividend paying stocks. Um, I probably won't cover these things because I'm not into them anymore, but if anyone had questions about it, I'm, I'm definitely here to, to talk to you about it. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting out of stocks because it's not a fair playing ground. So whereas, you know, there's, there's a little guys like, you know, me or, you know, whoever, you know, they got $5,000 and they want to put it in the stock market. They want to play options. Um, you know, they lose all their money and that's it. Uh, you know, there's, there's millions of people that are sitting there and, you know, they're putting, you know, pennies on the dollar compared to, and they're called whales, people that have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in the stock and they can control the stock market and they can make things move and they could trade within each other to to make a certain stock go a certain way. And um, those who are close to me uh, know that I'm and, and so I'm, I'm not completely out of stocks. I'm still in AMC. Um, those who knows what's going on with AMC, the whole uh, GameStop and AMC uh, thing, um, you know, they call it a meme stock or whatever. And I, I might have to come back and do another show on that. Uh, just to cover it, but just following. And so I've been in this for uh, 10 months now, um, nine, 10 months since January 27th was the first day that I got into it. Um, own, I'm not going to go over how much I own, but, um, you know, I own, you know, um, you know, three digits of stocks in the AMC, but I've been following this for a while and, and I've learned that it's not an even playing field. Uh, like I said, you know, these whales, these, 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 you know, billion dollar hedge fund companies, you know, these, these millionaires, even like our politicians, uh, you know, that have so much stake in, in the stock market are able to manipulate the stock behind the scenes to go a certain way. Um, and something that I learned too, it's, um, I was, I was listening to this podcast, uh, with this lady who used to be, uh, inside trader, um, for like a big brokerage or whatever. And now she does it on her own and she's trying to get, it's called, um, it's, um, 
I, I forget what it's called, but basically she's trying to show the retail traders how to follow the big money. And that's the big thing is if you do want to get into it, don't go off and try to do your own thing. Just do what the rich are doing because they're the ones that control the stock market. And I mean, I think everybody had the uh, the understanding that the stock market's rigged. And, you know, at first I was like, no, we can get into this. We can do it. But it, up until now, I mean, it's 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 not an even playing field. But um, so I was listening to her podcast and she was saying because um, she was on the inside and like knows everything um, that. I mean, there's there's things that control the stock market. One of the biggest things that like really put me off of like stocks and getting into it is so on September before September 11th happened, I, I believe there was a company in um, the World Trade Center or whatever, like three months before, two months before or whatever, um, like everybody, like all the big money, all the billionaires and all the he like billionaire hedge fund companies or whatever they started pulling their money out of out of it and she's like well that's kind of weird you know there's like millions of dollars that were coming out of this stock and um like two months later you know um september 11th happened you know the, the planes crashed into the world trade center or whatever um another thing is uh so before covid happened uh like two three months before covid happened you know um you know all the all these billionaires all these you know hedge fund companies they started pulling their money out of the stock market and uh you know stock market started going down a little bit uh there's certain companies that they pulled their money out of um and uh you know the and so she noticed this or whatever and she was like well something big's coming and then covid happened and then the you know the stock market you know went all the way down and this has been going on for years. Like people have insight to things that are going on in in the economy and the world to where they're, you know, they're kind of ahead of the game and which is suspicious. And, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, a tinfoil hat guy or whatever. This is just things that I've learned that I want to share with people. Um, you know, there's terrorist attacks. Um, there's, uh, I think like before the Las Vegas sh uh, shooting happened, uh, like, I don't know, I, you know, where the, the guy was in, in the hotel and he was shooting at the, the festival or whatever, uh, people pulled their money out of whatever casino that was, uh, you know, the big money, you know, we'll call them the big money, the billionaires, you know, the hedge fund companies, you know, the people with the big money, they pulled all their money out of that stock. And then that shooting happened and then the stock price ro uh, dropped, you know. So it's like they know things that are going on. And I don't want to go off too much on this. I, I, I will actually, um, you know, uh, do an episode on, on stocks and, and things like that. Um, you know, I, I still have some ties in it. I'm, I'm doing this uh, 1K to 10K challenge. Uh, just two. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to throw my money around and, and you know, invest it and put it in different things and, you know, try, try to make things at work. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just learning and growing. Uh, that's, that's where I've been for, I think the last episode was in April or right, here. I'll check, uh, with Jaime, but, um, you know, I, I want to get back to this. This is something that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely really passionate about and helping others. And I, I enjoy doing this. Uh, yeah, the last episode with Jaime was April 21st. So bro, May, June, July. Uh, so almost six months now, so uh, almost a half a year I've been out of it. 
I'm going to come back to being consistent. Like I said, I don't want to bombard you guys with too many episodes. Um, you know, I, people told me that they're too long or whatever. I'm sorry. These are just the way they work. Uh, you know, I want to get as much value as I can. You know, the people that are, you know, definitely supporters, you know, they're going to listen to the whole thing. They'll break it up into a couple of days. I know I don't expect anybody to sit there for an hour or two listening to me. But uh, I do appreciate the support. I've, you know, I've had people asking me when I was going to get back to it. You know, I'm here, I'm back, um, and I'm going to be consistent, trying to bring value. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get paid to do this. I do this because I want to, and, you know, I just want to help others and just be of value to everyone. And, you know, if I can create a movement of people, um, you know, and, you know, we can all be successful, whatever, you know, I just want you, I just want to put the information out there, you know, not enough people are going to sit there and, you know, research these things and learn. But like I said, if I could bring you to the water and, you know, you drink from there, I bring you the information and you learn it from there whatever, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm back. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know what's coming up next. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to start planning. Um, but yeah, th I thank you guys for the support. Um, anyone have any questions or, uh, want to talk, definitely feel free to reach out to me, you know, uh, write me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, anyone interested in looking into credit, uh, Imperium Credit Solutions. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, text me, whatever. You know, I'm 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 here. Uh, anybody have anything they want to like want me to learn about? Please, please, definitely reach out. Uh, if there's anything in this episode that I talked about that maybe wasn't correct or misinformed or you know whatever, you know, please check me. Let me know. Um, like I said, I mean, the way I do things here is, is you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't have the camera now, but in my other episodes, I will, I, you know, I don't have nothing in front of me where, you know, I'm, I have, um, you know, a checklist of things that I want to talk about. You guys could probably hear it by the time, or how many times I said, um, and, ah and all that. But, uh, yeah, this is real as it gets, uh, again, shout out to the house of pod, the new home, um, yeah, guys. So, uh, yeah, take care. Um, I should have this posted in a day or two. And, yeah, we're back at it. I'm, I'm back. All right, everyone. Um, take care. And, yeah, again, reach out if need be. Bye-bye.